welcome to New York. Oops, I mean Wi-Fi matters. I hope you liked my incredibly creative Taylor Swift pun. Be prepared because there will be plenty more in this podcast episode. In fact, if you can count how many Taylor Swift song titles I drop throughout the episode, you will find yourself living in Wonderland. It's been a while since the last episode. Don't blame me blame it on senior year, but things have slightly calmed down and I am excited to talk about Taylor Swift, one of my top three favorite musical artists of all time, and the very, very interesting economics behind her upcoming tour, the Eras Tour, which will take place in 2023. I am sure many of you have heard of and even experienced the great war of trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets on Ticketmaster. Long story short, Taylor Swift announced she was going on tour, and Ticketmaster, the company she used to sell her tickets, she had no other choice but to use Ticketmaster, and we'll get to that later, Ticketmaster created a verified fan program where fans could buy tickets in pre-sale after waiting in multiple queues. It was in an effort to stop bots and scalpers and limit the resale market. Ticketmaster said they would also release a general sale after the pre-sale. It was not the best day for Ticketmaster. Call it what you want, but Ticketmaster on the pre-sale day was a complete mess as Ticketmaster users experienced many glitches and technological breakdowns. Here is one of my friend's experience trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. So one of my friends got pre-sale and my plan was to have her buy a ticket for me and then we could go together. Her family, her parents ended up staying in line trying to get tickets for like two days basically and even if they got past the queue, they weren't able to get tickets because it kept saying that another fan beat them to it. So I think from their perspective, it was really frustrating just because they spent all this time and energy trying to get the tickets and it didn't end up working. And then from my perspective, it was also disappointing just because since there weren't any tickets in the general sale, it didn't seem like there were any other avenues to getting tickets. And I just wish there were sort of more opportunities and more ways to be able to participate in this whole um, situation other than just the pre-sale and Ticketmaster. I also think that I wish... Taylor Swift and her team addressed this issue in a more clear manner. Um, Again, just because I feel like a lot of people are upset and disappointed by the situation. And um, just me personally, I really wish that there were other ways to get tickets um, outside of the methods provided. So yeah, I don't really know what we're going to do now in terms of seeing if there are other tickets around, but it was definitely disappointing for all of us. What a sad, beautiful, tragic, recount of trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets. According to Ticketmaster, over 3.5 million people pre-registered for Taylor Swift tickets pre-sale, and around 1.5 million people were sent codes to join the on-sale for all 52 show dates, and the remaining 2 million verified fans were placed on a waiting list on the small, small, small chance that tickets might still be available after those who received codes had bought their tickets. But... What happened was that more than 2 million people got tickets through presale because bots and scalpers somehow managed to mess with Ticketmaster system and that caused Ticketmaster to cancel the general sale 
the sale that was going out to the public because they basically sold way too many tickets during the pre-sale. This is fundamental supply and demand economics. Taylor Swift, the musical mastermind, Miss Americana herself, is one of the most popular in-demand people on earth, but there is a limited supply of seats at the Taylor Swift stadium at the stadiums Taylor Swift is performing at. I guess Ticketmaster just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, it was not at all a love story, and I did not get the pre-sale code, so let's just say Ticketmaster and I have some very, very bad blood. And no, I am not perfectly fine. In fact, there were indeed teardrops on my guitar. It was hypothesized that the verified fan program would mitigate the notorious resale market, but at the time of me researching for this episode, on Ticket Resale Market StubHub, Section 445 at Soldier Field, which is in the nosebleeds, was so expensive, value, it was valued at $700. And get this, the service fee was another $200, making it almost a million dollars for really, really bad Taylor Swift tickets. The seats were in the nosebleeds and it was $900 for that. Isn't that insane? According to the OECD, secondary ticket markets are usually to the detriment of consumers as there is a transfer of welfare from consumer to suppliers. And the OECD also says that ideally, resale prices would be capped in a way that it allows for the secondary market to function, while at the same time leads to the desired price reductions on tickets um, through the secondary market. But policymakers will really need to intervene to consider different caps on secondary ticket prices in order for the secondary ticket market to not be as much of a detriment to consumers. In addition to basic supply and demand economics, another interesting economic aspect of the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster debacle is the presence of an unchecked monopoly. And that unchecked monopoly is Ticketmaster. A monopoly, according to Investopedia, is a market structure where a single seller or producer assumes a dominant position in an industry or a sector, and they stifle competition and limit substitutes for consumers. So, according to Forbes, in 2010, Ticketmaster merged with Live Nation, and Live Nation is a live event organizer. They're often in charge of a lot of the concert venues and that whole management. But basically, both of these companies merged, and they both individually had exerted their own influence and dominance on the live entertainment industry. But once they merged, their dominance meant that they become practically the only ones in the business, and it became treacherous waters for any competitors. A lot of antitrust concerns, according to Forbes were raised during the merger, but the Obama administration should have said no to the merger, but they ended up following um, and allowing the merger, but they required a consent degree that Live Nation couldn't force a venue to use Ticketmaster, but this decree was still violated. Almost most concert venues in the United States 
are NFL stadiums. Like you go to Soldier Field and I don't know what other NFL stadiums are out there. I don't know the names, but a lot of the times you're going into an NFL stadium. And the thing is, oftentimes NFL stadiums have exclusive deals with Ticketmaster for the own their own football games. So Ticketmaster truly wins in the end game, controlling 70% of the live entertainment industry. Taylor Swift basically had no choice but to partner with Ticketmaster, otherwise there would truly be no Eras tour. The recent fiasco, however, has brought Ticketmaster and Live Nation's monopoly into the limelight, and there will be a DOJ investigation as well as legislative action. According to the New York Times, Senator Amy Klobuchar stated, the high fees, site disruptions, and cancellations that customers experience shows how Ticketmaster's dominant market position means the company does not face any pressure to continually innovate and improve. When there is no competition to incentivize better services and fair prices, we all suffer the consequences. I knew you were trouble, Ticketmaster said not Amy Klobuchar. So clearly competition is needed in order to make it a better experience for consumers. When you're the only one that's kind of dictating and dominating the market, there's no need for you to improve. Like if I relate this to sports, say if I was the only tennis player that and I was winning every single thing, then I don't think I'd have the incentive or motivation to add skills and kind of build up my arsenal and become a better tennis player. And relating this to Ticketmaster, the same thing. They don't really seem to care about the issues that they have when when selling tickets and all of the glitches and the technological issues and really poor customer service. And this is not the first time that this has happened to Ticketmaster. In fact, this has happened through in other tours for other musical artists. So clearly there needs to be more of an incentive for Ticketmaster to develop their technology and make it a better experience for customers. Overall, I think this whole spectacle highlights the consumer society we live in. I've heard stories of people paying up to 15000 for a ticket, which shows how we are living with this very delicate scarcity mindset. And musical artists, advertisers, and other performers really understand this, and they are able to exploit this. Now, I know all too well how lucky I am to have seen Taylor Swift perform in her 1989 tour in 2015. And that was such an amazing experience. And Taylor Swift truly is an amazing performer. And her lyrics and her music, it just, it's definitely an experience that I hope that more people um, had the opportunity to get through her Eras tour, but sadly that wasn't the case. So I know that I'm very lucky to have seen her and I hope that Taylor Swift will have another tour. You know, she's only 22, I mean 32. And for that tour, I will be prepared with a savings account dedicated to Taylor Swift's next, next tour. 
So Swifties, yes, we all seem to be enchanted by the concept of the Eras Tour, and I think it's really cool how she's going through all of her distinct eras, and I think what makes Taylor Swift pretty interesting is her longevity and the fact that she's kind of delved into different musical genres like pop, country, indie, you know, so... I am, however, hopeful that this will not be Taylor Swift's last tour. So, the scarcity mindset, we don't necessarily need to kind of give in to that. To be clear, I think Ticketmaster is the anti-hero in this story, but I do believe Taylor Swift is in a very unique position. Fans have this love for her that is unmatched to any musical artist before her, and she might have the ability to change the ticketing industry. This is very optimistic, but it is true that Taylor Swift briefly, you know, took on Spotify by taking her music off Spotify in 2014. She took on her own label, and she has the platform to maybe change the way we get tickets and work on ways to experiment with ticket pricing and selling to make it more available to people with all income levels. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit about supply and demand economics, what a monopoly is, and kind of how consumerism is at play here. And guess what? Economists are saying that reselling platform ticket prices might go down in the next few months, so if you are empty-handed now, keep on the lookout for some Eras Tour tickets in the future that will be in your budget. I wish you would, Will, find tickets if you don't have them, and make sure to comment on our social media at Wi-Fi Matters if you counted how many song titles I dropped throughout the episode. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.